0: The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Welcome back to Flourish and Fulfilled. So I am coming to you greatly refreshed, after going to the Maldives over the last week or so since recording, far out it felt good to actually be able to travel again for the first time in what was it like two or three years and for those that are perhaps new to my page or listening to me, I used to travel a lot and when I say a lot, maybe like once a month I would head to either Adelaide or Bali or Indonesia or overseas or definitely travel was a huge part of my life. So having the travel restrictions that we have had over the last two or three years has been such an impactful, um, I guess, journey or life shift of what I have been able to usually do or the things that I would actively engage in. And so heading to the Maldives, I've actually been there previously in 2019. And when I went in 2019, we stayed at Varu. Now, I have done a bit of a post or reel or blog or something in regards to this um, on my website so that you can actually refer back to because I had so many questions about the Maldives itself, um, whether it was super expensive, the breakdown, where we stayed, what the food was like, all of that type of stuff. Now, I will just say here, so the first time I went over in 2019, we stayed in Varu and it's still Brisbane, Singapore, Singapore to Mali and then a boat to get there. However, where we stayed this time was called Lily Beach Resort, and it actually went Brisbane, Singapore, Singapore, Mali, Mali to some other random domestic airport, which was probably 55 minutes from Mali, and then another 45-minute boat. So 36 hours of travel time to get there. So by the time we actually got there, we had lost a whole day, which we weren't really aware of. So that's something to really keep in mind when you are traveling over there to find out where the island is and whether there's any additional domestic flights or boat transfers that you do actually need to get there. Now, when we're talking about costs for the Maldives, I know that this is like a once in a lifetime trip that so many people are like, oh my goodness, I will never be able to afford it or I'll never be able to get there. Now, on Luxury Escapes, and this is in no way, shape or form an affiliation or promo or I 100% paid for both of these trips. There was nothing um, sponsored in relation to these. On Luxury Escapes at the moment, you can get a seven-night package for about six or $7,000 Australian. Now, when you look at those costs, that includes everything. Now, when I say everything, I mean food, alcohol, cocktails. When we first actually arrived, they sat us down and they were like to Andrew, are either of you smokers? Because we have to show you like where the smoking areas are and all your cigarettes and everything is included. And we're both like, no, but it's included. But no, neither of us smoke. However, it's literally even to the fact where cigarettes are included. So cocktails, cigarettes, food, Uh, most of the activities are actually included as well. So like the only things that wouldn't be included are like jet skis or boat rides or anything that they actually require, like fuel or um, private charters, that type of thing. So if you break it down like that, it's $1,000 a day. If you go and stay at the Carlisle in Brisbane, you're paying about $900 just for a room. So in my head or in my perspective, whilst it is expensive, it is not super out of the budget if you are usually hanging around at places like that or paying for hotels within Australia that are are in that price range. So that is the Maldives as a recap. Oh, and the other thing at the moment, uh, traveling, it was not as hard as what I thought it was going to be based on paperwork, rat tests, PCR tests, that type of thing. So I think we paid uh, $200 US to have a PCR to come back into Australia as a negative. And then on the way over, I think it was maybe $47 uh, as a PCR as well, just to take that documentation. I would definitely advise just having the printouts there ready to go to make it a lot faster. Um, And the airports and stuff were really, really quiet. So that was really good as well. So that is the Maldives as a little nutshell recap. Now, the other thing that happened this week was I got my Invisalign and at the start of recording this episode, I had them in and I was literally like, with a lisp spitting on the microphone. And my producer, Adam, was like, can you uh, take those out? So I'm not I'm not recording today with my Invisalign, but next time you hear me, I may have them back in. If I can somehow sort out my lisp and my spitting, it'll be really great for me. Now, the first 24 hours of getting the Invisalign, I actually did a um, Q&A on my Insta, which was so interesting to hear people's perspectives of what it was going to be like or I don't know. I guess they're myths of Invisalign, and because I am such a novice as well, I went in so blind, and I had they have like little fixture knobs. I don't really know what to call them, that but, but they kind of sit um, on your teeth that the plastic um, like aligners or retainers sit into, so that they don't move or shift. And I had those put on, and an hour later, I had to go to a photo shoot. And oh my goodness, what a silly, silly move. My whole mouth felt like I had been punched. And for 24 hours after, I could not even speak or eat or talk And then after that first 24 hours, it's fine. Like I've forgotten now that I've even got them in and it doesn't hurt at all and I can sleep fine. But those first 24 hours, if you are looking at getting Invisalign, probably don't organise a photo shoot within those first 24 hours. The other thing that I think was quite surprising is my Invisalign is only for my bottom teeth and my top teeth teeth are actually veneers. So they're still doing the tops and the bottoms based on the fact that if you move your bottom teeth, then your top teeth will probably shift and alter according to your bottom as well. So they do suggest getting like tops and bottoms. And I'm doing like an express treatment plan, which is kind of like a condensed version in a four month period. So for only four months, my bottom teeth, I'm hoping will be super straight. And then they just put like a metal plate or a metal wire at the bottom so they don't move again gain. And I'm, yeah, I'm super pumped for that. And I guess I haven't really ever noticed my bottom teeth because my lip kind of sits over the top of it. But when you're dating a dentist, you got to have perfect teeth. So let's see how the Invisalign goes over the next four months. But yeah, I definitely don't have the aligners in today and that's why I'm not spitting on the mic. Now, yesterday was also a massive milestone, I guess, in my parenting life, uh, as to why I'm here today. So my eldest, my firstborn, my baby, the one that made me a mum, turned 15 and that is huge. Like he's six foot, he's so much taller than me and he's like a proper man. He's a man child. And so we bought him this bike and I say this bike like that because it's some whiz-bang bike that you're supposed to go up jumps or whatever he does with it. And we put it into the lounge room waiting for him to wake up. So I'm there at like 8am, like, he's going to wake up real soon, real soon. Nope. 10 o'clock. Nope. And so we were both like, oh, stuff this. We'll just go in the pool and wait for them. So none of the kids had woken up yet. It's his 15th birthday. There's streamers, there's balloons. He's not waking up. 11.45. He like walks down the stairs sees his bike and he's like, oh, that's so sick. We're going to go riding all day. Bye. And we were like, oh, oh, oh. And so I literally grabbed him and was like, give me a birthday hug. And he's like, give me a hug. And Andrew's like, smile. Andrew takes a photo of me hugging him and he's off on his bike for the day. And that is as innocent and as unthoughtful as the birthday morning went. Here I am uploading it onto Instagram, not thinking twice about how beautiful my 15-year-old son is and how happy he is to wake up to a bike. No, 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 no. Silly girl. By now, we should know that social media has a mad issue with me in a bikini near my son's. So it's interesting and it's so fascinating to me that it was that innocent and that like unthoughtful. There was nothing. No one who was in the picture or the scene in that morning thought twice about it. I was in a bikini. Andrew was in boardies. Kai, I don't even think Kai had a shirt on. Like, I, I, It was so innocent because my kids have never seen me as a sexual being or me in a bikini as anything other than normal. I walk around in a bikini every day. Um, if I'm in the shower, they would walk in and have a conversation and not look at me. It is just not a thing that has created a shameful um, cycle or narrative within our family of nudity. Anyway, so I uploaded that on the, onto Instagram and within 10, 15 minutes, I had 400 comments on the post accusing me of child pornography, over sexualizing myself. I'm literally standing giving my son a hug. There is in no way, shape or form anything else to that. I didn't even consider it when I uploaded it. And I cannot fathom that that's the connection or dots that somebody would draw to that photo. And it's interesting because I'd previously uploaded a photo of Aria and I, maybe a week prior. And I'm in bikini's Uh, as well. And I'm kissing her directly on the lips. I'm probably sitting in a more sexualized pose. I'm kissing her on the lips, but I don't know, because maybe she's a girl or for whatever reason, there is no hate on that post in any way, shape or form. So it's interesting that mums and their sons cannot have the same bond that a woman and their daughters may have. It's just absolutely fascinating to me that there seems to be this horrible stigma in relation to how a son must be uncomfortable with their mum in a bikini or for whatever other reason. Anyway, I would also like to remind everybody here that I am, I'm an IFBB pro. I literally stand on stage in a bikini for a living and the bikinis are a lot smaller than the bikinis that I wear to the beach. And honestly, even if I was hundred kilos more than I weighed right now, I would still wear a bikini and I would still be happy with it. And I would still hug my son in the exact same way. So if you have a problem with me hugging my son in a bikini, that is definitely a you issue and unfollow. So anyway, that's, that's my rant on that for, for Kai's morning birthday post. Now, last night, obviously being his birthday, we said to him, what do you want to do for your birthday? And other than go and ride his bike all day long and essentially not spend any time with us, he wanted to do a dinner and his only request was like ribs or steaks and meet basically and so we were like yeah cool who do you want to come and it was like oh dad and the twins and the girls and we we're like yeah cool anyway organized dinner and i just forgot again that social media is so used to a breakup and it being a negative factor or that once parents break up it's no longer appropriate for, for the parents to have dinner with their child for their birthday or whatever that looks like for people in a traditional sense. So we went to dinner for Kai's birthday and Nate was there and Andrew was there and the twins were there and Paris and Charlie were there and Ryder was there and we were all there and it was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and again, I just, it blows my mind that there's still this horrible stigma that our fathers or parents of our children can't actually be included in those beautiful events which are so important for the kids and driving home Kai was like oh mum that was so good like I'm so grateful and it it entirely is so about him for his birthday and what he wanted uh, and also the factor here as well is like I've known Andrew for 12 years and Andrew and Nathan are friends so it's like not a consideration where we're like, oh, that's not okay or that's not a thing. Because in my mind, Nathan and I have been broken up for years. It's He's a father of my children and I'm so grateful and he's such a great dad. And of course he would be at his son's birthday. And of course my partner would be at my son's birthday. So it's just not even a consideration that I thought I had to explain online. So yes, they get along. Yes, I'm super grateful. Yes, they are both involved in the kids' lives and there's never like – any sort of negative connotations surrounding that and I think that's so important that the kids actually see that interaction and see that as not only normal but how to communicate moving forward that it doesn't have to be a negative or doesn't have to be this horrible environment in which the kids feel like they're being pushed and shoved between houses or relationships or whatever that looks like for them because it's definitely not the case for us and yeah it's we had a really beautiful dinner for his birthday and I can't believe My firstborn is fifteen, so that is crazy for me. Now, the next thing that I wanted to touch on here was I was asked on my Q and A in relation to whether I was nervous going in for surgery last year, and I had three surgeries over the space of like four weeks, and of course I was nervous. And I mentioned that I actually redid my will prior to going in, and so many people replied, and this this is what really blows my mind. So many people replied and were like, I don't even have a will or, oh, that's a good point. I haven't redone my will in a long time or my ex is still the guarantor for my will. There's so many, so many different scenarios here. And so just a little reminder that if you haven't done that in a very long time, making sure that you do actually have all your ducks in a row when it comes to that, but also health insurance. So it wasn't until that I had those surgeries that I actually realized that even though I was paying a lot in health insurance and private health, that it was essentially like dead money because the way that The policy that I had set up was um, created. It was created eight years ago when my needs were actually different. And the needs that I actually require now are, yes, so, so, so different. And the things that I would want on my private health have changed. And so making sure that you are actively being a part of that and making sure that the extras that you actually want are what you need and that you're covered for the things that are important to you. Now, the reason that I say that is those surgeries have left me like $33,000 out of pocket based on the fact of the private health that I had was not the private health that I needed where I needed it. And so, yeah, making sure that you've got your wheels up to date, private health up to date might sound like the boring, trivial stuff that no one wants to discuss or talk about, but I do think that that is very, very important. Now, the other question that uh, came up yesterday was about budgeting and the app that I use. Now, the app that I use apparently has now got a whole bunch of like integrated issues with ComBank, which is who I bank with. However, that's the app that I use. And so I can only really give the feedback based on my personal experience. But I have got a whole episode relating to budgeting, but the app is called Money Brilliant. Um, but I would suggest that you did go and check out the whole episode in relation to budgeting and where you can um, cut down money, especially when I am talking about things like health insurance and um, yeah, other things as making sure that your policy is actually up to date. And when I say that far out, like even a simple switch with dental. Now that I, now that now that I've got Invisalign, um, a simple switch between uh, policies would have meant the difference per child. Remembering I've got f- like four kids, and the policy difference can be the difference between having two thousand um, dollars dental or orthopedics per year versus $200 without even changing your monthly fee. So just making sure that it's actually where you want to spend it is huge Um, and it doesn't take very much time at all depending on who you're actually with. Now, the other big thing that I did this week, which I'm so proud of myself in relation to, and I feel like we focus on so many negatives often in our life that very rarely do we actually stop to reflect on the positives and the amazing, incredible achievements that we've actually made throughout the week. And this week, I entirely created a new course for Flourish and Fulfilled. And we've got such big plans for Flourish and Fulfilled as a brand overall this year that this was just one of the five courses that I have got coming. And and then I thought perhaps this would be a very interesting concept in relation to how I plan out the courses and course content from an educational standpoint For Flourish and Fulfilled to actually have a chat about. And so since doing the Find Your Purpose course for Flourish and Fulfilled, I've since completed three different qualifications on top of that. And that's been probably 18 months of study. And I guess that's probably why I've been so bloody busy because all of my night times are spent online either submitting exams or doing research or um, those big master prac weeks. That's like three week chunks at a time. And so being able to teach that content in a way that lands and breaking it down in really simplistic forms, understanding where I guess my customer or um, my listeners are at has been harder than I actually thought. So I know the overarching topic that I want to teach, for example. However, breaking that down into mini masterclasses that are engaging, but also allow you to be able to stack the education. So you imagine, right, I've got an overarching topic or theme that I'm wanting to really drill home. And then from there, actually stacking and having those blocks to be able to work on and build on so that I'm not just going straight to the end point and everybody's left confused has been so hard to actually do. Now, the platform that we use for our courses is actually called Thinkific. Thinkific. And there's so many different variations of um, online education platforms and ways to do it. But the way that I kind of find it easiest to do is to actually create it into Thinkific and then create the masterclasses backward, if that even sort of makes sense. And so within Thinkific, you have all these different chapters, all these different lessons and ways to deliver educational content. So you can have like a video, audio, PDF, quiz, assessment, exams. And the way that we do it for NLP is there's two different ways of learning. So there's either via chaos, which equals expansion. So creating so much discomfort in your mind that it creates expansion or through repetition. And so if we're doing it through the chaos mechanism or the way of being able to have an expanded stay is it has to be done as a um, intensive and the issue that we have with online self-paced learning with that format is that if somebody wants to do self-paced, they could essentially do like an hour a week or an hour a month or one hour here and one hour there. And that is not chaos. That's fitting into their schedule. It's not creating that expansion. So the way that we have to do it is through repetition. But again, doing that in a way that's engaging, fun and in an online format has been so incredible for me as a teacher to be able to grow and educate myself of being able to create that repetition without it feeling like it is repetitive within the masterclasses and in different ways. So an example of that is, let's say we're talking about relationships or our self-relationship and we're using the term a gentle startup. Now, a gentle startup is essentially starting a conversation that is with I feel statements instead of you statements. So you is um, accusing and definitely puts the other person on the back foot and defensive, whereas the I feel statements come from a place of empathy. And the gentle startup tone or terminology, I have to then drop as a repetition over five times in order for the brain to actually make that connection. And so being able to do that in an e-course or an online format has, it's been, it's been such an interesting week of creating that course. Now, the other factor to that as well is having that five to one ratio of negative feedback to positive feedback, such an important point to note here is the five to one ratio. So every single time you hear a negative feedback or something um, your partner or your friend or your coworker or somebody says to you as a negative, it actually takes five other positives to counteract that negative. So that's a really good take home message today for you all that ensuring you're reaching that five to one quota and making sure that there is at least five impactful statements made to your partner, your friends, your co-workers before you deliver a negative message. So yeah, this week I was able to nut out all of the course content, making sure that it actually taught the lessons that I was trying to teach, but then I recorded it all as well this week. We have just been slammed with the six kids between us. There is always something happening and yeah, it's definitely fun, a challenge, but at the moment my headspace and my mindset and everything is in a really good position and I'm so excited for what is to come with Flourish and Fulfilled. Now, the other thing is for that is that if you haven't already downloaded the app, we're still doing the 30 days for free. You can cancel at any time within that 30 days, but far out. It is so beautiful and I'm so, so happy with it. So definitely jump on, listen to a breathwork or a meditation and have the daily affirmations delivered directly to your phone. Now, as always, if you want to connect a little bit further or you have any questions or any topic suggestions that you would like me to discuss please jump on to the Facebook page. It is simply just Flourish and Fulfilled Community. I am in there every single day and I can't wait to hear from you guys. We're actually heading off overseas again to LA. So I can't wait to update you all on what we get up to over the next week. So to stay connected, head to Facebook. It is Flourish and Fulfilled Community and I will continue the conversation over there. Have a great week.